Hello and welcome to the Just for Kicks podcast on Game Time CT. I am the boys soccer beat writer Scott Erickson, and we are joined, as always, by the girls soccer writer Joe Morelli. Joe, how are you this morning? I'm fine. I've got my shovel off for tomorrow. He's all ready to shovel snow. Well, I mean, let's just hope it's only a coating. It's not much, but it is November, and they're expecting very cold weather for the rest of the week. So it should be fun for these for the teams to go out there and and play in these inclement conditions, but. That's what it's meant to be played in. And let's hope these state games uh, are played uh, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday afternoon instead of Wednesday night because that's going to be a cold, cold, cold day. Yeah, and, and like I said, we'll see how many, hopefully everybody gets their games in tomorrow, but we'll see. Yep, uh, so the state tournament uh, gets going today. We are going to go through uh, you know, division by division, and we're going to pick some winners. Uh, first, let's go through... Let's talk about the conference tournaments real quick because we had some really good championship games. Um, wh- you want to get us started on the girls' side? Yeah, I'll get started. Uh, yes, Staples won its first FCAC championship since 2014. They beat St. Joseph one to nothing. The two had tied during the year, um, and obviously, it's a proud program that has not lost this year. They're the two seed in, in Double L. Uh, we'll be talking about them in the next segment. Um, SWC Newtown repeats. They beat Notre Dame Fairfield in SWC, so um, they're going to be a team that's in the middle of those seeds in their division, and they can you never know pick off a team or two and go deep. I mean, they're hot, pretty pretty hot right now. The SEC defense rain. Gilbert's been a great defense all year long. Uh, they were able to hold Shelton to one goal and win the SEC championship two to one last Wednesday. Um, it was their sixth overall championship of first since 2014. Um, in the CTC, we won't get, we'll give a lot of love to that conference, but Platek was able to get a penalty kick in the last 30 seconds of regulation to send it to overtime, and they got a share of the uh, CTC championship with Wyndham Tech 1-1. It's their third straight shared or win outright or otherwise. So uh, kudos to that program. Um Obviously, it meant a lot to them because they know they've not had a lot of success in the state tournament, and uh, and good for them. Um, who am I forgetting? FCAC, SWC. Shoreline. Who are we forgetting, Scott? Shoreline. Sorry? The Shoreline? Oh, yes. The ones I was at. How can I forget? <laughs> um, it was Adam Killingworth, a team that probably was not expected to get there. The three C. They beat O-Lime on the road in the semifinals. Uh, and then two days later, they go and they beat Valley Regional. Probably another team that was not expected to get there. Uh, three to two, up at the Indian River Complex in Clinton. Uh, it was the, a great showing by them, uh, and they've had a really good season. And to think that both Valley Regional and Adam Killingworth are both under 500 last year, and to make it to the shoreline final is is a great treat for both programs. Um, and we'll see how they do in the states. Yeah, there were some good ones, uh, and, and a lot of those were played in the rain too on uh, on Thursday night. I know a lot of the boys' finals were too. Yes. Uh, so on the boys' side, uh, CTC. I mean, this was a huge one. Uh, Abbott Tech finally broke through and won a championship. Uh, beat Bullard Havens. Uh, we're going to talk about Abbott Tech when we get to the state stuff a little bit. But what right. a great season that that school has had on the boys' side, and and what an awesome win for them to win the CTC championship over Bullard Havens there. Um, right. And the ECC uh, Division One, uh, Stonington, uh, 
and the ECC decides these games. They don't they don't have ties, so they went to PKs. Stonington won five four over Fitch in PKs to win the ECC Division One championship. Uh, and then in Division Two, uh, also in PKs, uh, Wyndham beat Lyman Memorial uh, for that championship. Uh, I know you guys love that where, where the games are decided. Uh, the FCAC championship I was at, awesome game in the rain. A really big crowd for uh, a game that was such bad weather. Uh, Trumbull and Ward, their fans really showed up there. Uh, and Trumbull wins their second straight championship, their third championship in four years, beating Ward one to nothing. Uh, Ward's first loss of the season. Uh, Ward's going to go into the Class Double L tournament as the number two seed. We'll talk about them when we get there. Uh, in the NVL, um, we had do 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 do. Noggy, Noggy beat Woodland two to one. Uh, I like Naugatuck a lot in Class Double L, uh, and I like Woodland a ton uh, in the state tournament because they're playing down. Uh, but Naugatuck wins that one. Naugatuck was the best team in that conference all season. They didn't lose a game within the conference the entire season. Uh, the SEC final, uh, you were at this one, right? Uh, Guilford beat Hand, and you predicted that I last did. week, did you not? I believe so. Yes. Yes, you did. See, you forgot already. <laughs> Got to write these things down. It was, a th- it was a nice through ball and, and early in the second half, and they were able to hold off hand, and Scott story came off the bench for a corner kick, and, and, they, and he played the rest of the game. But, you know, again, it's a rivalry game. You never know what's going to happen, and Gilbert was able to shut off hand one to nothing. It was really a great theater game. So Yeah, and, and they're both in the Class L tournament, and they could meet again, I believe, in the quarters. So... Look out for that one. Um, Actually, semis, but oh, semis, semifinals. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. right. Uh, and then you were at the Shoreline also, Old Saybrook and Morgan? I was uh, Morgan and Old Saybrook meeting for the sixth time in the last four seasons in the postseason. Uh, you know, we talk about, and I know our producer P hates it, and, and I don't disagree with him because ties really are kind of hollow, and when you ask them afterwards – they obviously like to win it outright, but I will say, first of all, Old Saberg goes ahead one nothing. Then Zach Tisito, who hadn't had a shot in the first half, gets loose. He ties it up. So we go into overtime. Tisito gets taken down in the box. Zach Tisito, who's got over thirty goals uh, for Morgan uh, this year, yeah. um, he scores on a penalty kick. Does a nice celebration, a nice video on it. He goes celebrates with the fans. They're playing the music. It's it's all good. For Old Saber to come back and score in second overtime and get a tie, I actually thought the tie was well-deserved here. Could um, we have kept playing and go to penalty kick? Sure, but I thought in this case they played so even, I thought it was deserved. I know the crowd booed the announcement of it, <laughs> so they would like to have seen a winner, and, and I get it. I thought in the way it played out, I thought it was deserved in this case. Not every case, but in this one yeah i think in this case it definitely was deserved i mean they, they both couldn't have played better they both scored in overtime like if you want to say it should be a golden goal then fine but i think the teams both played very evenly very well i don't think it would have been fair to go to penalty kicks here they both deserve to be champions and, and they earned it um in the swc uh this was a looked like a fun one that ryan lacy was at ryan lacy got some good video from this one also in the rain Thursday, but number two Pomparag beat number one Weston two to one, denied Weston the back-to-back championships. Uh, that looked like a fun one from what I saw from what Ryan uh, what Ryan had up there. So those are the conference tournaments. Um, 
can I inter- intercede for a minute because I missed a couple? Uh, yeah, sure. In the MVL, Holy Cross was able to come from behind to defeat Watertown three to two, the defending champion. So Holy Cross reigns in the MVL and uh, won a couple. ECC obviously Plainfield had been to the finals a couple of times. They had to go to penalty kicks again. This time they beat Killingly in the Division One final, three to two in PKs. In Division Two, it was <coughs> excuse me, Ledger two, Mopville zero, and in the CRAL, the top seed Parishel beat number two MLC three to nothing. And that is your report from <laughs> the league tournaments. Uh, so we're going to take a real quick break, then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about every single state tournament. We will be right back on Just for Kicks. We are back on Just for Kicks. Um, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go class by class uh, for the boys and the girls uh, in each division. Uh, we're going to start with Class S, and then we're going to work our way up. Um, so, Class S, uh, I'm going to get going with the boys first, and then we'll switch over to the girls. Um, there's some Class S has some good games going on here. Um, number nine, Cromwell out of the, out of the shoreline. I like them. Um, they played really great in the second half of the season. Their last 10 regular season games, uh, they were 7-1-2. and two. They also beat Morgan during that run. Uh, another team uh, to watch in this tournament is Lyman Memorial. Uh, they were 10-2-4 and four out of the ECC this season. Um, one first-round game that I absolutely love, and if you like soccer, you should try to check this one out, is Somers, uh, who is the 13th seed out of the NCC going against Portland, the number 20 seed out of the shoreline. Uh, don't let the seeds fool you. These are both very good soccer teams, and they both play in very good soccer conferences. Uh, so that's a really interesting first-round matchup. Uh, if if Immaculate beats Griswold, uh, they will play number two, Litchfield. Immaculate, as we all know, is going to be very tough in this Class S tournament coming out of the SWC. They play L and double L schools all season. Uh, you know, Litchfield has had an amazing year, 12-2-1. and one. Um, But that could be a really, really fun game in the second round with Immaculate and Litchfield. Um, and then we get number six, Coggenchog, who possibly could play a quarter if, if they get through against number three, Holy Cross. Um, you know, Coggenchog's only losses this year were to Morgan, Old Saybrook, the two, SL, uh, the two shoreline finalists. And then their other losses were out of conference to Sheehan and West Haven, uh, two SEC schools. So watch out for Coggenchog. I really like them in this tournament. Uh, but I saw Holy Cross this year at the NVL. They're a lot of fun. Uh, I like Coggenchog too. Um, but I'm going to make some picks here. I'm going to pick a final four, and then I'm going to pick a final, and then I'm going to pick a champion. And then if you want to do the same, you can too. Do you want to do boys too, or you just want to do girls? I just may add some commentary on this one. I'll let you know. Okay. So, go ahead. <laughs> uh, maybe I just critique it. All right, critique it. We'll I, I, I like that. All right, here's my final four uh, that I have picked for the for Class S. Uh, at the top of that bracket, I like Cromwell. I like Cromwell. No offense to Canton, the number one seed. Uh, I think Canton is a really good team. Uh, obviously, coming out of that division, like we said, that's a really good soccer conference. But I really like the way Cromwell's playing soccer right now, uh, and I like them to get to the Final Four there. Uh, and then in the middle part, uh, I like Old Saybrook. Old Saybrook's been there before. Uh, they don't have to contend with Morgan this year. Morgan's moved up to Class M. Uh, so I like Old Saybrook and Cromwell to get to the Final Four. 
And then I, I, I like Immaculate. You know, I, I think Immaculate's going to get through. Um, I think Litchfield had a great season. I think there's some schools, you know, like Hale Ray in that Division Two in Montville who might give them a little trouble. But I like Immaculate to get through and make the Final Four. And then I'm going to go Cog and Chog at the bottom. Uh, you know, Holy Cross had a great season. Uh, but I think it's going to be Cog and Chog getting through. So my Final Four is Cromwell. Old Saybrook, Immaculate, and Cogginchog. I like the final uh, Old Saybrook and Cogginchog, and uh, I'm going to go with Old Saybrook as the Class S champions. I think it's their time to uh, to reclaim the Class S championship. What do you think of that, Joe? So you think they're going to defend? I think they're going to defend. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think they're going to they're going to take it back. Like I said, Morgan's not there to uh, to spoil the party this year. So I, I, I like I like them uh, Old Saybrook to win it all in Class S. Well, the interesting thing is, uh, which I did not know until Friday, that the, their longtime coach, Sam Barnes, is stepping down at the end of the year. He's, he's taking a, a job where it will not allow him to coach. Um, 26 years as the head of the program, you know, they won a couple of shoreline titles under him in the last five, four or five years, and obviously they can go back-to-back here. But even if they don't, they won last year for the first time since 83. So it would be a great way to go out. I wonder if the kids will I feel the pressure of having to play for their head coach. And also on their staff, which I was not aware, former Farmington coach Steve Waters. Remember yeah, him? What, what, yeah, 500 what? wins at Farmington. He's an assistant coach. Yeah, so think about it. They probably have over 900 combined wins on that staff. Pretty good coaching staff. Pretty good assistant coach to have. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. I think the players respond to stuff like that. I think the players respond, you know, and rally around coaches that are going to be heading out. Um you know, again, we never know what's going to happen in these games, and they can go either way. But yeah, I do like uh, I do like Old Saybrook here. Uh, although I'm not going to sell Cog and Chog short. I think Cog and Chog is making that championship game. All right, let's look at the girls' tournament uh, in Class S, Joe. All right, this we start with Class S. Who's the tonic? <laughs> the top seed. Um, they obviously have had a very good year in the Berkshire League. You've got O Lime. As we went, we both Scott and I have our five storylines to watch and our five players to watch. You can read all about them on Game Time CT throughout the tournament. And one of mine was one for the thumb. O'Lime is the four-time reigning Class S state champion. One of them was shared the last three outright, beating Immaculate last year. They're the eighth Last year they didn't even win a game in the Shoreline tournament. They won a Class S. This year they didn't win one either because they were the two C. They got there in a bye. They lost to eventual champion HK. They're the eight seed, dangerous. Torlots the nine. Portland, who went through the regular season in the shoreline unbeaten, is your four seed. Northwest Catholic out of the CCC is your 13. Again, you play a good schedule, a dangerous mid-round seed. And as, mentioned, as Scott mentioned, Coggenshaw, a 12. Dangerous on the girls' side as well. Uh, in Lima Memorial, the five. The bottom half the bracket, Wyndham Texture, two seed. Again, this co-CTC champions. They were the regular season champs in that league. They've had a very good year. Uh, we'll see how they're able to hold up in this half of the bracket. Litchfield, out uh, of the Berkshire League's your 7th seed. Parish Hills, your 10. Uh, 6, Coventry. And uh, Summers is your 11. I will be going with... Who's it? No. I'm going to go with O-Line. I'm going to take O-Line and beat Hosatonic in the quarterfinals at Hosatonic. O-Line, your 8th seed, one of the quarterfinalists. The other one is Portland, so yes, two shoreline teams on the top half of the bracket in the semifinals. In the bottom half, I'm going Litchfield, and the team I forgot to mention in our brief preview, Holy Cross, the MVL champion. Again, you play a good schedule. Um, people can debate whether they belong in Class S. That's for another show. 
Holy Cross is the three seed. They will face the seven seed Litchfield. They get to the final. They will face Old Lyme. And I have Holy Cross, the three seed, the MVL champion, winning classes over Old Lyme, stopping them just short of a five peak. Wow, I like that. Bold prediction. I like that. All right, let's move on to uh, Class M. You want to do the girls first? Uh, sure. We will do the girls first. The only unbeaten, untied team in the state in girls soccer are the Granby Bears. Uh, the NCCC, they're the one seed here. They're the 2017 Class M champions. Uh, um, we're going to find out how good the NCCC is as we go further along, because this is a very good bracket. I mean, the first game you get after you get a first-round bye is possibly the shoreline runner up in Valley. Yep. And you got Bullet Havens out and out of half of the bracket. Ellington out of that half of the bracket. A team that Granby has beaten, I believe, twice during the year. And Weston now, the SWC is the four seed. And Woodland is in that half. And Immaculate, who was only in the class S finalist last year, now they're an M. They're a 20 seed. And you got Platt Tech. I mean, he's got a lot of game value in teams who've had success, obviously, in the top half of the bracket. So Granby is not going to be easy for them. And, of course, you got Walcott on the top half as well. In the bottom half, Nanawaga on the Berkshire League is the two seed. Um, Notre Dame of Fairfield, uh, SWC tournament finalist, uh, Class M quarter finalist last year. They're the seven seed. And you got Watertown, uh, the last year's NFL champion, this year's finalist. Uh, I believe a semifinals last year in this division. So you got Wartown as the 10, facing Morgan, the 23, who was a Class S, Class M, excuse me, semifinals last year. And if Wartown wins, they go to Notre Dame of Fairfield. Imagine that for a second-round matchup. Awesome. Wartown at Notre Dame. That's you can actually draw. make uh, – what's that? That's a tough draw. Well, you can make that argument that that's a semifinal. Absolutely. Or a final. <laughs> uh, and then you got Plainfield, a finalist. In Class M last year, the ECC Division One champion this year, they're the three seed. Lewis Mills, the defending champion, is a six seed. HK, the shoreline champion, is an eleven seed. Again, a lot of name value. Yeah. We're going to find out how good it is. Makes the picks tough, but I made them, and here we go. Granby, your top seed, will be in the semifinals. Write that down. Right they will down. be facing Weston. Yes, I went all chalk on the top half of the bracket. Weston's a very good schedule. I think they're going to get through in the bottom half. We like Notre Dame of Fairfield to, to end on a walk season in the quarterfinals. They will be there, and we are going to go with the defending champion, Lewis Mills, in the semifinals. Um, Lewis Mills to the finals. They beat Notre Dame. Granby to the finals. They beat Weston, and I like Granby to finish off the, um, the perfect season by beating the defending champ. So, It'll be Granby 2017, Lewis Mills 2018, and Granby 2019, your Class M state champion. Love it. Uh, on the boys' side, we have a very similar situation. Ellington, for the second straight season, goes into the tournament unbeaten and untied, 16-0. Uh, of course, they lost the championship, one nothing last year to Plainfield. Uh, this year, um, look, they don't have an easy draw. And on their side of the bracket is Morgan. So they move Morgan up to Class M. And what does Morgan get as a draw? Possible second-round game against Watertown out of the NVL. And if they make it to the quarters, they got to get through Ellington. Uh, that is a really, really tough pod. Uh, you know, I, I call them the, pod, the quarterfinal pods, but I, I think that's a really, really tough pod for them to get through. Um, might be the top pod in, in any tournament. 
you know, Woodland out of the NVL is tough. Uh, then when you move down the bracket a little bit, uh, number five, Wyndham, uh, has Alfonso Vasquez. Obviously, when you have a player that's that dominant, you can make a lot of noise in these tournaments. Um, and you slide it a little further down, number 13, Northwestern is a team to keep an eye on. Uh, you know, they don't get a lot of love, but they could be a dangerous team in this. Um, and then let's look at Stonington. So Stonington has an awesome year. They're the number two seed, 13-0-2. And, and, you know, they get a bye. They'll play the winner of Walcott Tech and uh, WCA. But if they get through that, they're probably going to have to face the winner of what could be Tolland against Abbott Tech. We've talked about Abbott Tech. Abbott Tech plays teams from the SWC. They beat Weston this year. Uh, they did a really good job, won their conference tournament. But then we get to Tolland. I really, really like Tolland. Uh, Tolland comes out of, the, out of the CCC, of course. They only lost one game. So this is a 10 seed that is 11, 1, and 4. Um, That's amazing. It's amazing. It really is. It's amazing. And they're out of a really, really good soccer conference. So that's a tough draw for Abbott Tech to get uh, as a potential second-round game. I mean, look, as I slide down, the more I look at Class M, the more I just I love it, including this game, Nanawag against Lewis Mills. So Lewis Mills leaves the Berkshire League. You feel like they're never going to see their old friends again. I call them friends. This is like probably their biggest rival, Nanawag. And guess what happens? They match up as a three versus thirty in this tournament. I think that's really cool that Lewis Mills gets to go back to Nanawag and play a game. Uh, Nanawag fourteen one and one. Lewis Mills is five eight and three. Obviously not a vintage Lewis Mills team, but they played in the CCC this year, and they are certainly battle tested. And that's going to be a really tough game for Nanawag. Um, then as you slide down a little more, we get Weston going against New Fairfield as the number eleven seed. Uh, that Weston pod, too, is tough with Granby as the number six seed there also. Uh, and look, and Ledyard's le- uh, you know, lurking in this in this bracket, too. Uh, as a number 12 seed, they're playing Bullard Havens. They could face Wyndham in the second round. I, I like Class M a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And it was tough to pick a Final Four because I think some of the quarterfinal matchups are really good. Like that Morgan-Watertown winner against Ellington is going to be a great quarterfinal. Um, but Ellington has done so much. I'm picking Ellington to make the final four. Uh, and then for the middle part there, I'm going to go with number four Woodland. I think they played great out of the NBL this year. I think they're going to continue that. Uh, and then I like Tolland. I, you know, I've, I, I talked about Tolland a few minutes ago, but I really like Tolland out of the CCC. Uh, they're a 10 seed, but they're not a 10 seed, if you know what I mean. Uh, and then Weston, uh, who's an 11 seed out of the SWC. I like that as my final four. Ellington, Woodland, Tolland, and Weston. I think Ellington makes it back to the final. I think they play Tolland in the final. And my pick to win the Class M championship is Tolland out of the CCC. I'm going to yep. pick them to beat Ellington, uh, deny Ellington a championship for the second straight year. Uh, a team from the CCC will deny them for the second straight year. Uh, and again, There'll be nothing between those teams when they get there, but I like Tolland to, to come through and, and win that championship. You know, you're always going to have a low seat somewhere along the line, girls or boys, that's going to make a deep run. Maybe that's the one that's going to do it this year. Yeah, and I think Class M is the place where you really see that the most, uh, just because you get schools from the SWC, from the CCC, and then they play you know, some tech schools, they play some of the smaller conferences, and I think that's where you see these double-digit seeds 
break through more than ever. And obviously, Plainfield was the 26th seed last year and won the championship. <clears throat> All right, we're going to slide over to Class L and the boys, and then we'll do Class L and the girls. Um, look, Bristol Eastern, amazing season. 14-0-2 out of the CCC. Played a really good schedule. Uh, had to beat their rivals, Bristol Central, 3-2 uh, to finish off the, the, you know, the undefeated season. Awesome season by them. Their goalkeeper, Nate DiLoretto, had 11 shutouts. You know, obviously the defense plays a part in that too, but 11 shutouts is really impressive. 14 wins and 11 shutouts. Um, they could end up, though, with playing Guilford. Now, you were talking about Guilford at the, C- at the uh, SEC. They play four in the first round. If they win that, they get the Wilcox Tech uh, Massac winner. So I do like Guilford going to that quarterfinal and playing against Bristol Eastern. Uh, you know, we'll see who gets through there. And then as you slide down, we get Hand. <clears throat> and obviously Hand is the biggest story in this tournament. They've won this tournament three years in a row, going for four in a row. No team has won four straight state championships since Staples in the late 60s, early 70s. That is really going to be something if Hand can do it again. Uh, it's not going to be easy. There are some really good teams here. They're going to have to face either Fitch or Paparag probably in the quarterfinals. Uh, both good teams there. Pomperog played really well at the SWC despite being 10-5-1. And, and then as you slide down, we have another lower seed here, Barlow at 15. But Barlow had a great second half of the season. Um, played really, really well down the stretch. I, I think they only lost one or two games of their final 10. Um, I like the Wilton-Branford matchup as a first-round matchup. Uh, I think that's really fun uh I, wilton played great this season uh you know they faltered in the uh, fcx semis but that's not an easy game going against branford and then they could get ellis tech or maloney maloney's a 26 seed but they could certainly knock off ellis tech there uh, and then as we go down a little further down the bracket um weathersfield <coughs> excuse me weathersfield had an awesome year out of the ccc and they could get a second-round matchup against a team that I really think is a sleeper, and that's Bassick. Bassick gets written off a little bit in soccer, but you never know what they have. And they had a really good year, 10-5-1. They beat some good teams. They also lost some really lopsided games. So it's hard to look at Bassick and know exactly what you're going to get there, but I do I do think they're good. Um, having said that, I don't think they're going to get by Weathersfield. I think Weathersfield is – Really strong, uh, as you'll see, you know, with my L and double L picks. I like the CCC a lot. Obviously, they're a really good soccer conference, the best soccer conference. So here's my final four. I'm going to go number one, Bristol Eastern. I think they make it through. I think they, uh, I think they get through Guilford. Uh, again, if Guilford beats them, not going to be surprised. But I'm going to go Bristol Eastern over Guilford there. Uh, and then I like Hand. Uh, I like Hand to get to the semis. Uh, and then I think they'll be joined by Barlow. And uh, the last team in, I think, will be Weathersfield. Uh, my championship game is Hand against Weathersfield, and I'm going to do it. I'm picking Hand for the four-peat. They're doing it. They're going to make history. The Hand Tigers will be the Class L champs for the fourth year in a row. That's my pick. That would be amazing. Keep in mind, it was Weathersfield who dominated the game on a very cold night in Nogtuck last year, a game I was at. And yep. Hand scored with less than 90 seconds left in the in that semifinal, sent it to overtime, and then they scored um, – because you play it out in the uh, state tournament. I believe it was two fifteens or two tens, and it was again a very cold night. And Hand was able to get on in a game that was really where Weatherfield dictated the pace. So 
That wouldn't surprise me if it went the other way. It's going to be tough for Hand to do it because everybody's looking to knock them off. Of course. But that would be a hell of an accomplishment if they're able to do it. It would be amazing. And uh, there's some really good teams in this in this field. So if you can win four soccer championships in a row, I, I think the soccer championships are just so difficult to win because, like we've talked about many times, you can dominate games and lose. And there's so many good teams and so little between them. A, a, a bounce here, a whistle there. You never know what's going to happen. But my pick is for hand, and, and we'll see. I would be really, really impressed if they win four in a row. All right, what do we got on the girls' side in L, Joe? We have another CCC team, Ram. 13-1-2 uh, as your top seed here. would get the wither of another CCC team, Bristol Central or Brookfield, in the first round because Ram has a first round bye. You have Sheehan. And Olivia Dubik, with their high-scoring forward, they host Brantford in the first round. They were able to get on, move on. They would probably get Killingly or Sacred Heart Academy in the second round. Uh, Ledyard, uh, the ECC gets a first round bye. They host the winner of East Lime and Maloney. I mean, potential ECC second-round matchup with Ledyard and East Lime. Uh, Mercy out of the SEC, um, lost in the semifinals to Guilford. They host Spinell in round one. They could get Woodstock in round two uh, or East Haven. Southfield also a buy. And Triple C lost both games to Granby. They've had a tough time in this tournament. In the last couple of years, losing this first game, they would get the winner of Foreign and Bristol Eastern. Berlin out of the CCC is your seven with Barlow uh, as a 26. Bassick led by Casey Lawrence, who is headed to Michigan next year. They host Hand who's only been to the semifinals the last three years in this division. They've had a tough year, a lot of young kids. But, you know, as we saw with Shell in the beginning of the year, one at Massick, can't hand one at Massick. It is possible. It will not be easy for them. Poparag, uh, your SWC regular season champion, uh, I believe lost to Newtown in the semifinals of the league tournament. They get a first-round bye, host the winner of Nogtuck out of the NBL and Rockville out of the uh, CCC. Guilford, the SEC champion, faces another league team, in North Haven, who tied Guilford this year. So maybe that will help Guilford. It won't take them lightly or look past them uh, because the winner of E.O. Smith and Law awaits. And if you just dismiss Law, remember they beat Cheshire and Guilford this year. So um, if I end up make my picks to the semifinals, I will go Ram as a top seed. No surprise there. Although I think they'll have a tough time with Sheehan in the quarterfinals. I like Mercy to come out in the semifinals to win at Ledyard in the quarterfinals in the top half of the bracket. Bottom half, I am going to go with who? Tough Massick. one. Tough one. I'm going Massick to 10 seed. Ooh, I like it. And, I mean, they have not had a lot of tournament success. And they've been up and down all year. I, I think this year they make the run behind the senior Lawrence. And I'm going to go with Guilford out of the bottom half. Although I think it's going to be tough to win at Paparog in the quarterfinals. I mean, as we've talked about throughout the year, Scott, having quarterfinal games at home is so huge. The seating means so much. Huge. But I think it's not going to matter. I think the two road teams win. I like Guilford to go to the final against Ram. And, yeah, I'm going shock Ram over Guilford in the final. I like it a lot. All right, let's move on to double L. Let's, let's start with the girls in double L. This is obviously the, uh, okay. a, a, an unbelievable tournament. 
Yeah, well, it's something we've talked about. I mean, they had the year where they beat Glastonbury. And from there, they didn't lose a game. They only had a couple of ties, uh, including the Farmington. So they finished 14-0 through their top seed this division. You've got Amity and Wethersfield sitting there out of the first in the second round, which is obviously, again, when you get in this tournament, I mean, the Amity's, you're, you're facing the Amity in your second-round matchup. They've, they're a former state champion in this division. So it's uh, been a while, but still a formidable first round, a second round opponent. Uh, Cheshire, who had a great year, the SEC regular season champions, the eighth seed. They host Danbury. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, New Canaan, uh, a very good team out of the FCAC. Wasn't up there, didn't get the, the, wasn't getting, getting the love from me. I'll speak for myself uh, with the triumvirate of Staples, St. Joe's, and Ridgefield. But New Canaan's a ninth seed, very dangerous, and a very possible going to Cheshire in the second round of the state tournament. That's a great game. And New Canaan, um, New Canaan should be fired up after losing six nothing in the FCX semifinals. Yeah, well, Staples is a, yeah exactly a hot team. They ran into a buzzsaw, uh, we like to say. Um, but yes, they should be fired up. Newtown, your SWC champion, as we talked about in the open, they host Simsbury, a solid team out of the CCC, waiting there. Second round, St. Joe's is your four seed. So. Um, I mean, Newtown's played very well. It's, I think that's just a tough, tough draw. You're def- two-time defending Class Double L state champion Richfield hosts Connard. Richfield, the five seed, winning the other game, likely Shelton, the 12 seed. And we've seen Shelton go on the road and pick off people before. They've played great against the FCI teams in this tournament. Now you got to go to Richfield to try to win there. Staples, the FCAC champion, the unbeaten records, the two seed here. Uh, facing the winner of McMahon and Peyton McNamara, who's bound for Ohio State. So imagine having to have play them in your first matchup of the state tournament. Or Trumbull. So you get a, you already start with an FCAC team. As Scott and I have talked about all year long, this, this division is dominated by FCAC teams. And it's, you, you just can't avoid them. There's just no way around it. There's no way to avoid and them. Fairfield Lovell is the 26th seed. They're going to South Windsor. I, 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 I think South Windsor is going to be in for a rough time with Lovell, to be yeah. quite honest. Um, Farmington. The 10 seed hosts West Haven. The 23 seed, Glastonbury. We've talked about They only have the one loss to Sullington, one tie. They get the winner of Darien and Hall. And we've seen Darien play giant killer in this tournament, beating Suffield, beating other teams. They're very good. It's going to be a tough draw for Glastonbury. Newington hosts Hamden, and Wilton hosts Fairfield Ward. Another FCAC first-round matchup. So... I do a drum roll, but I don't have the drum here. So uh, I will go with Sullington. They've had a great year. Um, people wonder, can the CCC compete here? I say they can. And I think they're going to beat New Canaan in a one heck of a state quarterfinal. In the other half, I like St. Joe's to be there. I just think they're, they're going to beat Richfield in what's going to be a great quarterfinal game. I mean, these quarterfinal games, St. Joe's, Richfield, Sullington versus either Cheshire or New Canaan. All right, so we like Sullington and St. Joe's there. But easily could go the other way around and be New Canaan and Richfield. Nobody would be surprised by that. Yeah. Um, Staples versus uh, – well, I'll tell you what. you got McMahon in your second round and South Windsor in your quarterfinal possibly. So I think you got a tougher second-round match than you do quarterfinal. I like Staples to get through regardless. They're very hot right now. And I do think Glastonbury is going to survive somehow against Darien and maybe Wilton. 
So, yeah, I'm going chalk. Very much all chalk here somehow. Uh, Glastonbury and Staples. I like Staples to come out. I like St. Joe's to come out. And I like Staples to beat St. Joe's. Staples, your two seed, your class double all state champion. I love it. That, that That's so hard to pick. If you actually get that right, yeah, it'll be you, know, you know that half of them are going to be wrong. <laughs> and then be like, ha, 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 you pick them all along. But it's, yeah, it's easy to go chalk, but they're the best teams. Right, and I think and the I best think teams it's, usually rise to the top. Right, I but, think you know it's pretty safe to say that most of those teams will be in the quarterfinals. It's another thing to say they'll be in the finals because once you get to that final eight, it is just brutal in that division. Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right, so let's look at the double L boys. Obviously, we have Glastonbury up top. Uh, Glastonbury has won five of the last six. They get a really interesting first round matchup against Darien. Darien started the season one five and two. Since then, they've only lost one game. They've played really, really well. Uh, they missed out on the FCAC tournament, but so they had a little time to rest up here and get ready for the States. Uh, they played a qualifying game, which they won on, on Saturday. Do I think that Glastonbury can lose to Darien? I don't know, but I think Darien's going to give them a really, really tough game. That is not an easy first-round matchup for Glastonbury. And then if Glastonbury wins that, they get the winner of Wilbercross and Staples, two really good teams, one out of the SEC, one out of the, uh, out of the FCAC. So Glastonbury does not have an easy road, and then if they keep moving on, you're looking at a potential quarterfinal against either Trumbull or Shelton. So, look, we always talk about CCC versus FCAC versus SEC. Glastonbury's going to show, if they can get through this bracket here, they're going to they're gonna prove that the, that the CCC is, is better than these conferences and of course, everyone, everyone is gunning for Glastonbury. Everyone's going to give Glastonbury their best game. Um, but those teams that are in there are really, really good teams. Like Trumbull, Shelton, Staples, those are really high quality soccer teams and can certainly knock Glastonbury off if, if things break right. Um, we have Naugatuck coming in at the number four seed. I liked Naugatuck last year, I like Naugatuck this year. They didn't lose a game in the NVL. They get an NVL opponent in Crosby to start off with, uh, and then a potential second-round matchup with New Britain, uh, uh, New Britain or New Milford, uh, and then Hall would be waiting for them in the quarterfinals. I love Hall. Hall's got a lot of seniors on the team. Um, they are a true team, like no superstars on that team, but a lot of really, really solid players. I saw them play this year. I like Hall a ton. Uh, they would have to get through either Cheshire or Ludlow in the second round. Two very good teams. Again, one out of the SEC and one out of the FCAC. Uh, number two seed Ward. <clears throat> Ward lost in the FCAC final, but they've had a phenomenal season, 13-0-3 in the regular season. Uh, they could end up playing a lot of FCAC teams, though, having to make a run through here. They're playing McMahon in the opening round, and then they have to play the winner of Harding-Norwalk. If Norwalk gets through, they get another FCAC opponent in the second round. Um, the team, though, that I like out of this pod a ton – is Farmington. Uh, the number seven seed Farmington has played absolutely lights out down the stretch. They have not lost since since October 3rd. They're the only team in the state that beat Glastonbury. They beat them 3-2 the second to last game of the season. I like Farmington a ton. Now look, a second round matchup could be they have to play the winner of Danbury South Windsor. That's going to be a really tough game. Danbury is built to play in these tournament games because they're so defensive. So 
I would love to see a second-round matchup between Farmington and Danbury. If those two teams play, I'm going. I'm going to Farmington uh, on Wednesday if that happens. Um, and then we have East Hartford, uh, the CCC again. <coughs> the CCC schools are really spread out in this tournament, and we'll see when I get to my final four picks how spread out they are. They're all, they're all in different pods, the top teams from this conference. <coughs> but, excuse me. If East Hartford beats West Haven in the first round, they get the winner of Connard and Greenwich. Greenwich is a really good team. Greenwich has never really, as I, I don't think they've played in the final, at least in my memory, in a long time. Uh, and they always kind of seem to make it to the quarter. So East Hartford will have to get through them in the second round. At the bottom of that draw, Xavier's really good out, out of the SEC. Um, I think they could make some noise. I think they could challenge East Hartford in this bracket. Having said all of that, and having all these challenges from the SEC and the FCAC lurking here, I'm actually going to go with an all-CCC Final Four. I'm wow. going Glastonbury up top. I think they will play Hall in the semifinals. And then I like Farmington coming out of the other bracket. Again, I think that Ward can certainly beat Farmington. I think that Danbury can beat Farmington. I just think that Farmington's playing really, really well. I think that win over Glastonbury just, like, propels them emotionally through this tournament. And then I like East Hartford out of the bottom part. I'm going to, like, pull a little bit of an upset in the semis, and I'm going to say that Hall beats Glastonbury in the semis, makes it to the championship where they play Farmington, and I think that Zeke Seguro and Hall finally win the state championship. I like Hall as the Class L boys state champions boom what do you think of that Joe? well you might actually would win, the, win a pool if that were if we were in an NCAA <laughs> pool on that but there's not so but that's a that was i mean like i said it's gonna be very hard and i'm sure a lot of people be using that as bulletin board material scott all the your friends in the fcac and the sdc as well so yeah I, you know again i've seen ward a bunch and i think ward is a really really solid team and if ward's playing in the semis or even the finals not going to be surprised at all Right. I, I just right. think what Farmington's done down the stretch is so remarkable, and, they, and they're just playing awesome soccer. It's hard not to pick Glastonbury to win this thing again, but I, I do like Hall. I just, I just think it's Hall's time to to do this. They lost in the championship last year to Glastonbury, but I like Hall. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll be back next week, and I think it'll be like we'll be heading into the semis then, right? Right. Yeah. I, I wanted to mention one other thing before we go. Um I forgot to mention the Fairchester League. We, I saw the boys and you saw the girls yes, final, yes. and I wanted to mention the three-peat for Hopkins. And the reason why is, again, we don't give them a lot of love on this show, but to, they, I mean, it was basically a carbon copy of last year. They, they hosted St. Luke's for the second straight year. And the only difference is this game was on grass versus the turf. Um, and Hopkins shut them out for the second straight year. This time it was 3 to nothing. Um, again, it's quality soccer. And for them to win a three-peat, it doesn't matter what league you're in, you've done very well, and kudos to Hopkins to be able to do it. As the top seed, I mean, for three straight years, they had all home games in the tournament. And in this league, it means a lot, especially when you're playing on 1.30 on a Thursday afternoon. <laughs> uh, you're not going to get St. Luke's people to come up. It's kind of hard, so you got the student body there and obviously very vocal. Yeah, and I, I was at the Grange Academy against St. Luke's girls game Greenwich Academy had won three straight championships going into this. They were going for their fourth. St. Luke's had an awesome crowd that came out right after school and, and, and you know and cheered on their team. Uh, they scored both their goals in the first 15 minutes of the game, and St. Luke's knocked off Greenwich Academy finally and, and won the FAA championship for the girls. So 
good for them. It was it was freezing cold up there on Friday afternoon, but uh, you know, really awesome yep. for St. Luke's to to pull that out. Uh, all right. Well, it's gonna be freezing cold all week, Scott. I'm so ready. It's I'm be ready. Fun for these kids. It's not gonna be easy. You know who I feel the worst for? It's not the kids in the field. It's the kids that don't play that are sitting on the bench in shorts, <laughs> just standing there freezing the entire game. Those are the kids that are just shivering and like hypothermic after the game. I mean, the elements are going to play a big part in this. I mean, these picks we make, we have fun with them, but it's not going to be easy, especially because the elements factor into this as well. Because, again, you know, you get a lead, you get a two-goal lead, I mean, you're you're freezing cold on the other end. It's not going to be easy to come back, especially if you're playing at night. I I, I would think getting that first goal is going to be huge in a lot of these games. I think last year we saw that in the double L semis. Those games were really really cold, and the East Hartford kids didn't like it. Like they were saying they didn't like it, and I think it cost them. You know, help cost them anyway a loss in that championship game. But and and, and I mean, I'm sorry, in the semifinal game, like. If you come out and you're complaining about the cold, then your opponent has a has a mental advantage on you like straight away. Um, and remember, we're a week later. We're a week yeah. later than last year. So yeah, we're starting this tournament, and this is the week of the semifinals last year. Like I said, when I mentioned the hand Weathersfield game that Tuesday night or Wednesday, whenever it was, it was a really cold night. So, so this weather is about the same. I mean, they're talking about breaking records for cold weather tomorrow. I mean, the Wednesday and the Thursday. So, yeah, and weather I'm, is going to impact these games it's just the way it is you deal with the elements as best as you can and try to move on and i just want to beg all the ad's play these games at two o'clock in the afternoon if you can let's avoid these night games i know you can get a few more people to attend but it's not worth it like it's so cold once that sun goes down play the games at two o'clock if you can that's my message to all the ad's who are probably not going to listen to me uh, but we will be back. Nah, in- I don't think so. I think they're going to play at night if they can. I think uh, so, too. Especially next week, you know they're going to play at night. I, play I know, I know. my finals at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So. I'm really just hoping for that second round 2 o'clock game. That's all. Uh, but we'll be back next week to break <laughs> I, down. I think you'll find one. <laughs> I so. hope so. Uh, we'll go, I'll go to a school with no lights. They have to play at 2 o'clock. Uh, right. But we'll be back next week to talk about the semis uh, and the potential finals uh, and see you know how many of our final four picks we got wrong. Um, hopefully we got some of these right uh, but I'm looking forward to going out and covering games uh, I know you are too it should be a really fun tournament uh, but for Joe I'm Scott and we will see you next week on Just for Kicks <laughs>